Hello and welcome to Living Hope. This is Pastor Staten, and I want to welcome everybody that is joining us today. A shout out to our E family, all of you that are joining us through the internet. I want to remind you every Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, you can join us live at tv.livinghopemd.com. I pray that today's message blesses you and that you enjoy the word as it is shared today. I'm so lost to be found, and I know it's in my mind. Amen. Have you ready to receive the word today? Amen. Amen. There's two different approaches to how we receive the word. We wait to see if we like it or not. And then we say, I'll take this and that. Anybody have any picky children or picky spouses? And they, I'll take some of that, but I don't want that. And that's all right if that's your, your dietary selection. But when it comes to the word of God, you got to say now before the preacher gets up here. Before I even hear what he's got to say, as long as it's coming out of the Word of God, I receive it. Amen. Because a lot of it is for correction. Amen. For reproof, for instruction and doctrine. Some of it's going to hurt a little bit when it cuts. Some of it's going to feel good because it's encouraging. But whichever way, whether it cuts or raises me up, I receive it. Amen. If you're ready to receive the Word of God, clap your hands again. Amen. Amen. And we are honored to have one of the great preachers of our of the up and I, I would say young generation, but you're kind of you're, you're in between my generation and the young generation. But Brother Duncan is definitely a voice for this current generation. He is speaking into the lives of uh, both my generation and particularly the younger generation as well. And uh, just a powerful voice of uh, empowerment and strength of this generation, and we're honored today to have him here. I know his wife and two children are not able to be with him today, but uh, and I'm, I'm sure he misses them, but we're so honored to have him here, and he's going to be back again tonight. Tell your neighbor we have church tonight. All right, 6 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 5.30, if you can come early for prayer. Amen. Some of you just interpreted that as I don't need to come tonight. That's not what I said. I said we have church tonight. All right, we, we need you all to be here. Amen. I, I wouldn't, if, if I were you, I wouldn't want to miss because I believe God is going to give us a word today, but I believe again tonight, and I wouldn't want to miss anything that God was going to speak to my life. Amen. Amen. And so would you help me right now? Let's welcome to this platform. Amen. He's preached Youth Congress. He's preached some of our greatest events, and I know he wishes I wouldn't say that, but we want to give honor where it's due, and let's welcome the man of God. Praise the Lord. Why don't we clap our hands one more time and direct that toward the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now, uh, I'm a little, little offended because you gave the same hand clap for the Lord as you gave when I was walking up. Come on, y'all can do better than that for the Lord. Now. Amen. Amen. We give glory to God. We give glory to the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. It is uh, definitely my honor and privilege to be back. I, uh, I was here several years ago, but we were in a different facility, different location, and I'm, I'm honored to be able to witness what God has done for your congregation 
and uh, this beautiful facility and property that he's given you, and also the growth that came with that. Praise God. Hallelujah. When, when a church is growing, that means there's a revival, there's things happening. And uh, I, I'm definitely confident that God is doing some powerful things here. And he is setting up for uh, what he wants to do in the days and years to come. Praise God. He's preparing people. And I believe that my assignment here this weekend is more preparatory for what is coming. Amen. And I do believe and I feel and uh, even through some uh, brief conversations, I do feel that this church and this congregation is in a certain season. And I'd like to speak to that. I'd like to speak to that season. I'm not necessarily going to preach at you. But I'd like to minister to you. I'd like to minister to you. Uh, if you remain standing, we're going to go to Matthew chapter 26 and do uh, give honor to your pastor and the awesome leadership team that helps to uh, guide and run this ship in operation for the Lord. You have a wonderful pastor and his wife that supports the ministry, their family, amen, and uh, he, he's over there giving me all these props, and I am, I am the least of these, praise God, he's even got bigger muscles than me, praise God, amen. You see, when I start getting when I start getting to going, this the jokes just come, man. But uh, we're not going to talk about Jason Stratham today. Amen. Praise God. Oh, we just did. Sorry about that. Amen. In Matthew chapter twenty-six, verse six. Amen. Give honor to uh, those that uh, are watching with us whether through your live stream. I know there were some of those that I'm connected with that asked for the live stream and uh, I greet them. I think my wife and kids will probably watch the archive if you archive this uh, a little later today. Praise God. Now when Jesus was in Bethany in the house of Simon the leper, there came unto him a woman having an alabaster box of very precious ointment and poured it on his head as he sat at meat. But when the disciples saw it, they had indignation. They were a little offended and upset, saying, to what purpose is this waste? For this ointment might have been sold for much and given to the poor. I believe that God has a special revelation for the body of Christ in uh, the time that we're living in to help us in preparation of how he is shifting. Anytime you see like a, a an event happen 
that especially if it affects a large amount of people, it is only a reflection of something that is taking place, the activity that is taking place in the unseen world or the spiritual world. So when we have a roller coaster year like 2020, something is taking place in the unseen world and what we feel in the physical is supposed to bring our awareness to what we cannot see. Amen. Because something is coming. And God wants you to be aware, awake, and prepared. And positioned properly to not just take advantage of what's coming, but to contribute to what's coming. Praise God. In the revival and the harvest that God wants to bring to the body of Christ, um, it cannot be done through one person or one family. I know we, we kind of have a tradition that we, we revere our spiritual authority and leadership, but we respect them so much that we relegate all of the responsibility of God's work just to them. Amen. And that's not God's way. Amen. He wants to uh, awaken the pew. So that he can support the pulpit. Amen. Somebody say, I, I have my part in this. I've got something to do. Praise God. Praise God. But in preparation of what God wants you to do, there is a process. There is a process. And I want to speak about that today. If you put your Bibles down or the device that you're reading the Word of the Lord from, begin to lift your hands and begin to open up your heart and ask God to speak to you. God, speak to me. God, speak to me. God, speak to me. I'm open, God. Speak to me. God, I want to respond to what you say, so help me to just to hear it clearly, Lord Jesus. Speak to me, Lord God. Hallelujah. want to hear from your word, Lord God. want to receive your voice today, Lord God. In the name of Jesus, and I want to respond to the directive that you give me, Lord God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. If you can clap your hands to the Lord one more time, you may be seated today. Think of this scripture, and many of us, if you've been in church for any length of time, you'd be familiar with this story of this woman having an alabaster box. Now, it wasn't until I became a minister that I really looked into what all this really meant because, I mean, you just hear it so often that some of the terms just kind of run together. And you hear about the alabaster box, and in my mind, I thought that the contents 
of that box was the alabaster. I didn't realize that what was inside the box wasn't necessarily alabaster. The ointment wasn't called alabaster. The box was alabaster. And if you know anything about alabaster, you would understand that alabaster is a type of stone. It is kind of uh, it's similar to marble. So this box was made of pure marble-like stone. You could even imagine that in your mind of how this box would look. That would be a very weighty box, very beautiful box, this box that was a pure alabaster stone. Praise God. But uh, if you look at the box, you, you would begin to admire the box, but it wasn't the box itself that contained the value. It was what was inside of the box that was precious, that was valuable. And this woman, uh, wanting to come and, and begin to display uh, something through her actions towards Jesus, she decided to use this item to uh, signify her submission, signify what she uh, valued Jesus Christ as, because as you can see in the scripture, the, 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 the disciples were all up in their feelings because of what she did with this box. And not only was the ointment precious, but that box made of pure alabaster stone, the box itself had value. But this woman, in her actions, she did something that got the disciples upset. And you, you know how it is sometimes, especially when people that are close to you, they get a little upset, you know. And, you know, when they, when they begin to voice their concerns, the issue is never the issue. They start to talk about what they're upset about, but that's not really what they're upset about. Can I help somebody's marriage right now? That's not really what they were upset about. Disciples began to talk about the ointment, saying she's wasting the ointment. But in the true value, it wasn't the ointment that they were concerned about. The box was very valuable. And she used the ointment, but she broke the box. And we live in a day where people that our disciples are more concerned about the box than the oil. We live in a society and a church tradition that we value our boxes, but God is not interested in preserving our boxes. He's interested in spreading the oil. And so today I want to speak to you and hopefully minister to where you are. That is not God's desire to keep the oil in one place that is contained and unused. But God wants to break your box. Somebody lift your hand and say, God, break my box. Break my parameters. 
break the container that I've built for the value that you've placed around me. I've sequestered and quarantined this valuable substance in one place and it's not getting anywhere. It's not serving any purpose. But God, I want to fulfill the call that you have in my my life, in my family. And in order for that to get out, something has got to break. Now, I'm sorry, but I might. No, I ain't got no steel toes on. Ain't got to worry. Won't hurt too bad. But I might, might step on some toes today. And I, I might make a little, some of you a little uncomfortable with some of the things that I'm saying because, you know, holy cows make good steak. And we might kill some fatted calf today. God is not interested in your box. He's wanting to know what will you do with the oil? What will you do with what's inside of the box? It was useful for a time to contain the value that I have given you. But the oil was meant for one thing. It is the anointment, praise God. It is to uh, use it as an ointment. That's what anointment means, an ointment. And to anoint means to smear. It means to smear. So the purpose of the oil was to be used to spread. Not to be contained, to put up on a nice little bookshelf, and then when we got people that come around us, we can go point to it and say, see, I got that little box. Don't it look nice? I'm like, God, when he comes to your house, he's not looking for your box. He's looking for what you're doing with the oil. Oh, hallelujah. What are you doing with that anointing? What are you doing with your calling? What are you doing with that Holy Ghost that he put inside of you? He's not worried about the box. He wants to spread the oil. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the issue wasn't the issue. They began to complain about this ointment that they were misusing, but they were really concerned about that box. That box was pretty nice. That box was pretty precious. But as she came and she didn't have much regard for the container, she wanted to get the oil out because that oil was supposed to anoint the body of Christ. Hallelujah. It was supposed to be a blessing to the body, but if it didn't leave the box... was of no use was of no use if you have the Holy Ghost point to yourself and say me say I and the box what God put inside of you is the ointment it is the oil it is the value now the box is valuable but God is more concerned about what's on the inside yes, sir. of that box. So he places what he deems valuable in an earthen vessel. Not just to shelf you and put you in a place. 
just to kind of show you off, but he wants what's on the inside of you to spread. So you would notice that when people come to the Lord, a lot of times it's not necessarily a whole family at one time, especially nowadays in our society that the family unit is not a very popular thing. And so it might be one person in a household or one person in a family that gets acquainted with the oil, gets acquainted with the Holy Ghost. They get the power of the Spirit on the inside. And God's intention was not just for that person to be, oh, hallelujah, to go in the corner, have their own little private Holy Ghost party, but to go take that oil back and begin to lose it upon everybody else. So, we've got our boxes. And we value these boxes, Pastor. We value these boxes. We, we, we create them to put something in there. And, you know, we, we ask God for things. You know, we want God to bless us and give us a blessing, Lord. Let it be pressed down, shaken together, and running over. That don't sound like it could fit in a box, does it? Bless me, Lord. Bless me so much. Bless me until I can't contain. Give me a blessing I can't contain. But then when a blessing comes, we're looking for our box. I gotta put this somewhere. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. Some of y'all, some of y'all brothers with shoe game, buy them nice Air Force Ones. You know, you got, and you know, you, you, you're trying to preserve, so you say, you know, I'm gonna wear this once, and you know, I'm not gonna wear it where there's a lot of people, because you know, I ain't trying to get nobody to step on my kicks, you know what I'm saying? So I gotta, you know, and then when I get back home, I'm not just gonna. Chuck them. I'll, I'll chuck everything else. I'll chuck my socks in the living room. I'll, I'll take my dirty gym clothes and throw them all over the place. But these shoes, man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find. Where's that box? Where, where's the box? I, I want to find the box and I'm gonna put them nicely in the box. I want to take the fluff and the stuffing so I can keep them in shape. You know, we want to, we don't, don't want to mess it up. So we gotta put it in the box and we. Ease it under the bed or put it in a closet next to our other things because we're trying to preserve something and we don't even want the box to get messed up because that's our container, you know. We don't want to get rid of the container, you know. But God is saying in this end time revival, I'm trying to get rid of your container. This move of God will not be pretty. It's going to be messy. There's going to be some things that are out of place. But God says, I will it that way because I'm trying to spread the oil. Went over there. She broke that box, Pastor. Oil was getting over place. And it's pure marble, you know, so she had to break the box. Y'all know she threw it on the floor, tried to scoop up some of it, or took some type of a mallet and broke the box so the, the contents could begin to ooze out. But if that stone box was broken, there were shards of remnants of that box. And it had, it had to be so sharp that when she was handling the oil, it kind of hurt her a little bit, you know? But, but she didn't care about the pain that was attached to the breaking. Hallelujah. Oh, she was content all she was concerned about was I gotta get this oil on the body of Christ I gotta get it there I gotta get it there and in her mind 
There was no going back. There's no second opinions. There was no second thought because she didn't open the box. She broke it. She broke it because she didn't want to contain this anymore. And God's method of getting his oil to spread is he's looking for some boxes to break. Well, you know what, oh, I, I, don't, I don't think it takes all that. We can just use a little bit here. We open up and close the back, save it for a little rainy day. You know what, we have a revival coming up, and so we'll, we'll kind of save this oil for the revival. Or, or you know what, uh, you know, I might be a part of the youth group. I, I'm, I'm going to school all year, but you know what, I got, I got a box, and I'm going to take that box out when it's rally time, when it's, uh, when, oh, hallelujah, when it's camp time, when it's convention time, when it's uh, youth congress time. We got some oil now. We got some oil but we're going to keep it in the box until we really want to use it. God says, stop waiting to use the oil. Stop waiting for a special occasion to get the oil out. I want to spread the oil. What does that mean to you? What does that mean to me? That means that God is trying to get that Holy Ghost on the inside of you to get it in your unsaved loved ones. He's trying to get that miracle working power in you so you to lay hands on the sick. Not just some random person. You can go to your family. You can go, oh, hallelujah. Somebody say the oil is not for the box. The oil is for the body. And if that oil stays contained, God will get fed up with the containment and break the box. You know, even in the book of Acts, I don't know what, you know, network of churches in this area, what, what y'all are up to, but for most people, their mindset of growth is, you know, we want to get a bunch of people, put them in a box. And, but then, you know, we'll say, God's going to give us a harvest. And we can't even fit them here. But we sure will try. Got to get them in the box. Get them in the box. And if they don't want to come to the box, well, they don't want God. We got to find somebody who want to get up in this box with us. Who said they didn't want God? They want God. They just don't want your box. And you get offended because people don't like your box. But they don't care what the box looks like. They want the power. They want the oil. And it's not contained in one location. You've got to take it. You've got to take So if they don't come to church, you better take church to. You talking about nah, man. Where, where the box at? We got to have three songs, man. We got to have some announcements. We got to have live instruments. We got to have a greeter at the door. But what if God messes up your tradition? What if he sends a pandemic to shut down your formality and he still requires you to spread the oil? What you going to do? You got to break the box.
said, I want that box broken. And if you break it, you can't go get it again. You can't go back to the parameters that you were in before the breaking. If you try, you're just going to hurt yourself because it's a bunch of broken pieces and you're trying to make it what it used to be. You're going to hurt yourself because God ain't in that. And when you do things without God, you're doing things against God. So you're going to hurt yourself kicking against the pricks, Paul. You think what you're doing is the will of God? Well, God did something different. It's not that way in the Old Testament anymore. Now God has a new thing. And if you keep kicking against these pricks, you're going to hurt yourself. I thought Paul was evil when he was attacking Christians and beating up the church. Hallelujah. He thought he was in the will of God. All he knew was the box. He didn't realize that there was something within that containment, hallelujah, that God said I wanted to get out. And uh, he said I couldn't find anybody really to do it. And really I didn't want anybody to do it for me. So I came and did it myself. I came in the form of a box, but there was something inside of this box that I wanted to get out to the world. Praise God. Yeah, you think you think the, the body of Jesus wasn't God. What was inside of him was almighty God. It wasn't the container. It was what was on the inside. So we allowed the box to be to fall into Roman hands and be broken so that blood can ooze out so that it can spread so that it can reach to the highest mountains so that it can flow to the lowest valleys it's the blood it was what was on the inside We are the church of the living God. You all call yourselves Christians. You want to be Christ-like, but you don't want your box to be broken. So we've got all this oil. One shall chase a thousand, two, ten thousand. How come we ain't seeing those type of metrics? Where are they getting their analytics? We don't see that type of stuff working out here. Maybe there's too much containers and not enough flow. Your box will stop the flow. And when you see a hindrance in the flow, when the flow is obstructed, there are boxes that are being made to try to sequester and contain it. But then God comes and he fixes the flow by breaking the box. What does that look like? Church problems. As soon as you get your little box in place and you think this is the only way God can move, and if God's going to move, he's going to do it this way. God will come and mess up your program. Say, you, 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 you got on fire for God. Started winning souls. All of a sudden, you got too saved. It's not, it's not dignified to win souls anymore. You know? I got to look nice and go to church, you know. I got to work on my singing voice, you know. I got to. You know, and you know, I, I'm, I like music, y'all. Don't, don't, don't put me in that box. I'm not preaching against music. I love good music, but to get good music, you gotta spend some time in that thing, man. It's hours and hours 
practicing and investing in this craft. What if we put that type of effort into the oil? Because every other thing is just a box to prepare for the oil. Don't be top heavy and spend most of your time on the containment. Spend your time working with this oil. Spend your time trying to get this oil everywhere that you can get it. Yes, it might be messy. It might even get on some people you didn't even intend for that oil to get on. But once God loses his power in this city, you're not going to be able to control where it goes. It might go to the Baptist church. The Catholic priest might get the Holy Ghost. But you just get the oil everywhere you can and watch God. Local drug dealer might get the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The, the prostitute that nobody knows about might get baptized in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. God might just heal somebody who was a serial killer. Hallelujah. Don't you put them in the box of they could never be. Hallelujah. God says if they get a hold of this oil. to get the oil to those places that are far reaching from the container. I'm going to have to break this thing. Yeah. I'm going to have to do something. Why do you think people that win souls go through the most problems? They get attacked the most. Why? Because they're getting the oil everywhere. And enemies like, come on, man, you're a little too messy with this thing. You're supposed to be cute with your Christianity. You're supposed to keep it right. So, so God says, okay, you, you, trying to, you trying to box this thing? All right, I'm going to hit you with some marital problems. I'm going to take my hand off and allow the devil to mess with your finances. Because, you know, it, it seems like the only time you want to mess with this oil is if you have a need. You want to get all spiritual when you need something from me. So if, you, if you're not getting spiritual, I'm going to create a need. I'm going to mess with your life. Until you need me. And when you can live with, you can't live without me, then I can begin to do some things in your life. I don't want to do it that way, but you're forcing my hands because you're only moving when. So God, God allows the enemy. Right up in our home, mess, break things. Some of us, and even just figuratively, I mean literally, throwing things, breaking things. And it's just the enemy meddling. But he wouldn't be there unless God allowed him to. I'm about to help somebody right now. When things start breaking, that doesn't mean God is not in control. If things start breaking and getting messy, it's because God is in control. 
and he's allowed, he didn't make that happen, but he took his hand off because you are getting too far from the oil, from his purpose, from his power, from what he wanted to do. Not your good ideas of what you think should happen. What he wanted to do. So he'll say, well, they, they're over here doing all this. They ain't even asked me about it. All right, go ahead, do it. Do you. And you're doing everything that you want to do that you think is cool and you think is, is great and you're doing everything that you think is going to bless yourself. And God says, okay, you got this. You can handle this. Let's see how good you are. And all of a sudden, bad things start happening. Then we start looking, oh, God, where you at? God's like, are you calling on me? I thought you had this. Oh, you want me now because you, you got a whole bunch of broken pieces. And you want me to come and fix, fix your box. I don't care about your box. I'm going to come and allow the oil to spread because my strength is made perfect in your broken box. That's when I can get the oil everywhere when I allow you to be broken. Lift your hands right now. Let the Lord begin to speak to you. Come on. You worried about your health. God is not worried about your health. He made your body. And if he chooses so, he can make it over again. God is not concerned about the box. He wants to know what's going on in your thought life, what's going on in your emotions, what's going on in your heart. Come on, call out to him. Call out to him. You'll realize that he hasn't left you. He's been right there the whole time waiting on you to turn around and notice that he's there waiting on you to call on him. Go ahead, saints. Call on him. Call on him. Call on him. Hallelujah. 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 Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. Come on, y'all, come on. If you don't open your heart, God will break it so that he can have access to put something. 
something on the inside that's more valuable than what you've been protecting. Yeah, here it comes. Here comes that wave of healing. Hallelujah. Because somebody decided, I'm going to take my hands off of this thing. I'm going to stop trying to control this thing. And I'm going to let God. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, keep your hands lifted. Keep calling on God until that plastic prayer becomes real. Your heart's in the right place, but your prayer hasn't reflected where God wants you to be. You're just praying because you know how to pray. God says, break it! You don't got to be tough. You don't got to be strong. You got to be broken. Hey, hallelujah. 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 Come on, we're not going to rush this moment. There are already a few that came up to the altar. If you feel like you need to leave that location where you're at right now in order to really get a hold of what God is trying to do inside of your spirit, you better run to this altar and begin to say, God, I'm not holding on to the safety of my boxes. I am breaking this thing so you have clear access to the innermost part of me. I want you to be totally dependent on me. God said, I want you to be totally dependent on me. If I got to allow you to be broken, I'm going to let your little heart be broken. I'm going to break your spirit. Hallelujah. Because I don't despise a broken and a contrite spirit. Hallelujah. I bless it. I multiply it.
Come on, there it is. There it is. There it is. Come on, embrace it. Stop fighting them. Embrace it. Embrace it. Embrace it. And he's going to let the oil begin to flow in your life. He's going to let the power be active in your life. Come on, church. As you're praying, hear this. Hear me today. God allows the breaking because you prayed for it. You don't think you did. But once you ask God to bless you, you asked him to break you. Because he breaks things after he blesses them. But it's one, for one purpose. Because he's trying to multiply you. He's trying to get the awesome and goodness that is in you and spread it. That's why most of the times in the book of Acts when the church multiplied, they had a breaking. Something came and attacked them. They were persecuted. Bad things started happening. But the church spread and multiplied. Only way he can have the body of Christ to be a blessing to the world, he had to smite it. It behooved Christ to suffer. He had to break it body. And he's not necessarily trying to hurt you. He's trying to multiply you. He's called you to be salt and light. You realize that salt doesn't come in those little grains in your shaker. They are harvested in rocks, big old pieces of rock. But to get it to a place where it's usable, he's got to break it down. It seems like there's not much. It looks like it's insignificant. But it's the thing that enhances everything it touches. Hmm. God said, 
You asked me for multiplication. You asked me to duplicate and replicate the anointing that is in this place. That's why I had to do what I did. I told you this message is preparatory. You asked me for something, and I'm giving it to you. Whatever you went through or going through right now is in preparation because I'm about to multiply you. This is not something to be sad about. God says, if you want to be like me, you got to know me. And if you know me, you got to know me two ways. In the power of my resurrection and in the fellowship of my suffering. Listen, what God, he said, you got to know me in the power of my resurrection and the fellowship of my suffering. You can't get resurrection before suffering. It's almost as if you feel like this is killing me. God says, that's the point. Your flesh has to die. Because if I give this to you, what you've been asking for, I don't want your humanity to mess it up. I don't want your human spirit to run away all the people that I just brought in here. I don't want you to abort what I just birthed. So what I have to do, I've got to put you through some things. I've got to allow some things. I've got to back up a little bit. Allow some things. Why? Not because I'm trying to hurt you. I'm trying to get you to know me. I want you to feel how I felt. Because you're Christ-like, right? I want you to feel how I felt when these people were beating and spitting on me and all, and all my kinsmen were just standing around looking, cheering, betraying me, talking about me behind my back. These people are supposed to be my folks. God said, I want you to feel how I felt. Because if you can understand that side of me, I can trust you. I'm going to give you an authority to do some things and see some manifestations of miracles. But I can't trust you with that because you don't know me like that. And if you see those things without me putting you through some things, whatever you just experienced in the spirit is going to mess you up and the people that it happened to. Because, yes, it is possible to work for me and not know me. I'm going to let my work be done, but I'd rather know you. Because when it's time to get your reward, I'm not going to reward you because of what you've done. I'm going to reward you because I know you. You don't get to heaven by what you did for God. You get to heaven by knowing God. I'm going to ask you what you did. I'm going to look at you 
And if I can't see myself, if you haven't been chiseled in my image, I can't really recognize, I don't know you. You're not broken enough. So I allow these things to happen in your life so you can learn how to go through it without complaining, without pointing fingers. Even if you're in the right, just keep your mouth closed and take it. Because they're every, every pounding and lashing that you get, oil is getting everywhere. People that are in close proximity to your breaking are going to be exposed to the oil. That's how I multiply you. I've got to break you. Hallelujah. Every hand lifted. I'm aware that there are ministers in training, and God is speaking to the pastor about raising up men and women of God to spread the oil. Hear this preacher today. If you're not going through it right now, or you haven't been through it before, you're going to go through it. And I'm not preaching this to scare you or to make you nervous or to make you sad. I'm preaching this so you can do what it says in James. I count it all joy. Because I realize I might be feeling this right now, but this is not where it stops. There is something that God has prepared for me that I, if, I, if I handle this right, I can get there. If you handle the problem right, you can handle the promise right. Every hand lifted right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 God, let your covering spirit begin to hover over this atmosphere right now. Hallelujah. Let that supernatural endowment of peace and joy from the Holy Ghost begin to arise even through the times of pressure that we are facing right now. God, we need your help in this. Hallelujah. Let the fruit of the Spirit begin to arise and come to surface. Every time the enemy comes in to press, hallelujah, comes in to try to attack, I pray in the name of Jesus that it only begin to reveal the best in us that you've invested in our spirits. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, open your mouth and begin to call on him right now. Hallelujah. Come on. Don't you dare hold on to that. Don't hold on to that anger. Don't hold on to that depression and that grief. Hallelujah. God just gave you revelation that it wasn't for your demise. It was for your destiny. You are not identified by that. There is something coming that's greater than what you've been through. There is something happening.
that God is bringing to the surface. Come on, let a praise arise out of your spirit right now because you realize that this is not the end of my road. There is something coming out of this moment that's going to last for a lifetime. Come on, every time they lied on you, every time they betrayed you, every time they hurt you, God said, here it comes. Here comes my glory. Here comes my power. Something's being released. more moments. Just a few more moments. Stay right here. Just a few more moments. Hallelujah. Come on. Hallelujah. If you're full of the Holy Ghost, I want you to grab somebody by the hand and lift it up to heaven. Hallelujah. And begin to join in as one body. I want some of you young ladies and, and seasoned ladies to do what you did before. I want you to come and begin to gather around Sister Satan. Some of your brothers and strong men of the Lord begin to gather around Pastor.
Come on. Come on. Come on. God gave them to you because they were processed. They didn't have to tell you, but God approved them because they were processed. And in this next season of what God wants to do, God is putting them through another level of process because he's giving this church another level of blessing. Don't you dare pray out of pity or sympathy. You pray faith into them. You pray encouragement into them. You pray power into them. Pastor, God's about to elevate your preaching. God's about to give you revelation. God's about to fill your mouth with words that are from beyond, that nobody else can know. He's going to maximize the prophetic. He's going to bring the best. God is on your side? <laughs> Do you believe that God has your best interests at heart? Hallelujah. Then let him work. Let him work. Lift your hands and say, God, work on me. Hallelujah. I won't complain. I won't try to squirm out of your hand. God, work on me. Because you're doing something that's bigger than me, Lord God. You're doing something that, that's filling a bigger picture. Hallelujah. You're trying to bring your word to pass for the people that you have in your mind in this area and those that are connected to us. God, work on me, God, so I can work for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I praise you for it. I'll glorify you for it. 
I'll magnify you for it. I won't have a sour spirit. I won't dumb down my praise. But when I get into your presence, that's the time I'm going to lift my voice the loudest. That's the time I'm going to jump the highest. That's the time I'm going to praise you the strongest. Because I know that something is being brought. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every hand lifted one more time. Hallelujah. You owe it to yourself to make it here tonight. You owe it to yourself to make it here tonight. God is trying to position you. He's trying to structure you. Help you. Hallelujah. Don't get lost in transition. Oh, the spirit of prophecy is here. You don't feel him as you think you should or as you used to and what you're used to, to feeling. It's not because he's far. Closer he comes to you is the less you notice. And for some of you, he is so close. Especially when you allow the breaking. Bible says that he is nigh unto them that are a broken heart. That means he's right there. He is nigh unto you. You have a visitation of the Lord. He is nigh unto you. Hallelujah. Come on, don't be afraid. You go and speak that. There's a word of tongues for an interpretation. If you have it, speak. You may have started speaking already. Go again. Don't be afraid of God. That was an interpretation. He said, I am here. Somebody receive that right now. Come on, church, get ready. God's about to bust out in your life 
the gifts and operations of the Lord are going to be more frequent and fluent through you in this church. And outside of this church, he's going to begin to flow through you. You go ahead and let him break things. It's going to bless you. You're going to see your best days. You're not done. Hallelujah. If you feel the help of the Lord in this place, I want you to clap your hands to him and praise him right now. Sometimes it is easy to start on your destination without knowing the exact path that it takes to get there. To get to our destination, we need to follow the one who knows our predestined path. Be sure to subscribe and watch us every Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Also, visit us at www.livinghope.com md.com so I'm going to wait on you Jesus I'm going to wait on you Jesus